Season 2, Episode 1, At Last. Welcome to the first episode of the second season of Breakthrough, Waking Up to the Real You. I am your host, Alejandra Vivanco. Thank you for joining me today. I am so happy to be here sharing with you once again some of the questions that led me on a self-healing path where I found my true self. I am aware now that to effectively bring real change into our lives, we need to have honest and open conversations with one another. By getting our thoughts out of our minds, we can finally deal with them. Haven't you ever experienced one little thought that became bigger for no apparent reason to the point of producing anxiety? If we keep them inside of our brains, they will bounce around our minds constantly and have nowhere to go. Sometimes the smallest thought can be perceived as the tiniest snowflake, but over time it can become the biggest snowball and create unnecessary mental avalanches. Have you noticed that once you share your problems, they do not feel as heavy as they did before? Finding the right people to talk to can help bring a new perspective to our problems. If we truly trust each other, we can begin to heal. It is always refreshing when we find that one person or group of people where we can discuss anything and everything freely without fear of judgment. Creating environments where we can share our lives, be challenged with different opinions, and listen to different perspectives is the best way to learn more about ourselves and grow. Some of us are able to find people who we feel help us get through stressful times, but others are not as lucky. As a result, they live their lives carrying their pain, feeling like no one can give them a hand and help them deal with their burden. They are not capable of releasing it on their own either. Since they cannot find people to talk to, their heads are filled with ideas that are trapped with nowhere to go. It is only a matter of time before they explode. As you know by now, I grew up in a two-parent household. My father's role was defined by his father, to be a provider. This was the definition of a successful father. Money was the only way my dad knew how to be primarily involved in our lives. We did not know anything else about him but the guy who was always busy working and took care of our needs. A family-oriented man whose only goal was to never fail his parents and us. My father's family expected him to be perfect. He needed to set the example of what a man is all about. Unfortunately, the focus was always on a material and professional level. The only thing he was taught was what goals to reach by the time he was in his mid-twenties. He needed to own a place, have a car, and work in a well-paid, stable job where he could get benefits for him and his family. If lucky, by the time he retired, he could finally start to enjoy his life. He too was taught that his worth was based on the quality of his work. He needed to always strive for perfection. Do you know the man behind the father figure? We are unaware when we are younger what pressures and stresses our parents go through to make sure that we are taken care of. We usually take for granted their efforts to provide for us the stability we need. We rarely get to understand the man or woman working behind the scenes. We cannot empathize with their struggles until we are older and go through our own. 
This is the moment where we can take the opportunity as adults, sit down with our parents, and meet the man and woman behind the father and mother role. Remember that this has been their presentation card since we were born, and we never had a chance to meet them without that label. But what happens in the meantime? What opinions do we have about them? Are we able to separate our childhood from the man or woman in charge of it? I was never close to my dad. I was aware of him and his role in my family, but it was a distant relationship. I felt that he was never emotionally available or the best at communicating. His role in the house and image relied on his authority over us. He was never the one to impose physical punishment on me or my brother. It was exceedingly rare. My mother was usually the enforcer. But his presence carried a lot of weight around the house and we knew he represented order. The established hierarchy at home, which was full of anger, pain, and fear, always placed him at the top of the pyramid, then my mother on the second tier, and my brother and me at the bottom of it. As I grew older, I became more aware of the family painful dynamics, and I judged my parents more and more because I thought I had the answers to stop everyone's pain. Divorce. At the time, it sounded easy and logical. For the longest time, I criticized them and looked down on them because I thought I knew best. Have you ever criticized or judged your parents? I invite you to reflect on your opinion about your parents' behavior growing up. I want you to understand that there is another side of the story that we're not fully aware of. We need to take this into consideration while validating our experience. This will give us the full picture of what really happened when we were growing up without dismissing our thoughts and emotions. This way, we will learn how to get to know one another, understand each other, and stop judgmental thinking. We will be able to connect with their pain because we have done the work to connect with ours. Remember that it all comes from the same place, it just manifests differently. Sometimes we think we know better, we think we have the answers, but bringing true change into our lives is not as simple as we may think. The first step is to develop compassion towards the ones that may have hurt us in the past. This can only be achieved once we develop compassion for ourselves. I knew my father as the head of our family, but I never met the man behind that role until two years ago. During my self-discovery process, I understood that my problems were connected to my family and for me to successfully understand myself better, I had to meet the people that had been living with me for more than 20 years of my life. One day, I decided to call my dad and ask him if we could get to know each other as friends. I needed for us to stop the father-daughter dynamic as our main way to connect. I was in my late 20s. I didn't need for him to still be in that mindset of trying to fulfill the dad role anymore. I needed to erase that hierarchy that defined us for so many years. I wanted the foundation of our newfound relationship to be built on equal ground full of love, freedom, and trust. I asked him to share his life with me, and he did. The way we grow up is full of levels. Regardless of the age we are today, 
we still see our parents as the role that they played when we were growing up. I believe that by not exploring another avenue in our relationships, we're doing ourselves and them a disservice. We come from them. They are a part of us. A lot of our behavior is theirs. It is either inherited or learned. So we must give ourselves the opportunity as adults to open the door to create a friendly relationship and ask them about their lives growing up. Trust me, they want that. They have been down the same road as us. We will find the reason behind their actions and attitude once we learn about their past. Think about it. We grow up with people we do not even know. We only know what they can do for us and the pain they may have caused us. But we never stop and think that they are people too. Just like us, they go through their own trauma and adversity. Some of them do not even have the option or freedom to feel like they can share their deepest pain with anyone due to shame or guilt of what others might say or do. The older generations are indoctrinated into staying quiet and disregarding their mental and emotional health for the sake of keeping things balanced for the kids. The more I got to know my dad, the more I cried. Even writing and recording this episode is an emotional experience. I had been living with the shadow of who he really was. There was so much pain underneath. There was so much unspoken trauma that he had been caring for more than 50 years and never had the chance to talk about it with anyone. He never had a true friend. He was always alone on survival mode. I think about all those times when I would misbehave and lash out and how it affected him. Unconsciously, I was adding to the pressure, pain, and stress he was going through. I realized that we were all trapped in a house that was full of brokenness, lack of communication, and pain. We did not understand one another. We couldn't. We did not have the skills to do so. But it brings me sincere joy to know that for the first time in over 50 years, my father found someone he could talk to without feeling like he was going to be punished. I was able to be the first person to give him a space where he knew he was safe. In our newfound world, shame and guilt were not allowed. I was helping him deprogram his way of thinking, and he was open to it. It didn't serve him anymore to punish himself for the mistakes he made in the past. I felt like I needed to bring awareness to his life. This was the only way for him to heal and become his own guide. He was finally able to see the light. As I have stated before, when we see someone who is angry, they really are in pain. When they act out, it is just a manifestation of the stress of their everyday life plus the trauma from their past. Imagine yourself as a pressure cooker and everything that happens in your life, plus the negativity you have been holding on to, is like hot air inside of you. Eventually, one day, if that safety valve is not released so that some of the hot air comes out, the pressure cooker will explode. If we ever see someone who we feel is overreacting, we have to take into consideration that whatever triggered them is only the tip of the iceberg. 
Crying, screaming, breaking things is a behavior that is not connected to the trigger only. It is connected to years and years of pain. Understanding this can help us stop dismissing people who need to be heard. They do not know how to ask for help or that they need it. Nobody ever taught my dad how to handle his emotions or even pay attention to them. After military school, he had to go to college and before graduating, secure a job while doing his master's and having a family, all while being an A-list student. My grandparents never provided him the emotional support he needed in his life. They were only around to remind him of the professional expectations they had. He had grown up surrounded by punishment, so he had learned to operate in life from a place full of fear. The physical punishment his father had inflicted on him when he was younger was transformed by my father over the years into mental self-punishment. Deep down, he believed that he was not good enough, and as a result, he felt that his father never loved him. Our parents do not make the rules. They inherit them from their parents. That is all they know. Usually, the old-school way of raising kids is through violence and punishment. So the family machine perpetuates abusive cycles that may manifest in different ways, but they are still coming from the same toxic place. My grandfather's intention behind his actions was for my father and his siblings to not go through poverty like he did. Unfortunately, my grandfather grew up away from his parents. At an incredibly young age, he was taken away from his house to be in military school. He carried that pain and trauma his entire life, and it defined him. He was coming from a broken place, and his idea of happiness was to have material stability. Because at a young age, his parents sacrificed their time to be with him by sending him far away in hopes for him to have a better life. Although my dad did not grow up in this environment, my grandfather only knew how to operate from his own experience. He could not give them what they needed, a loving and emotionally available father, because he did not have that. As a result, my dad could not provide that for us. Another cycle was being repeated. He gave us what was given to him, just like his father did. Not because he didn't want to, but because he did not know how. His intentions as an adult were to be different from his father, but he ended up being just like him and that realization broke him. The intention behind every action has to come from a balanced and healthy place. Even if we have the best interest at heart, we do not know any different. Our parents are mirrors of what we may become. That is why it is important to do it different than them and heal first. We have to bring love into the equation. Sometimes we are learning about life from people who never received the type of love they needed. Kids do not want material things. They just want to feel loved by their parents. Every time I talk to my dad on the phone, I can feel the safety valve releasing that toxic hot air. He is no longer operating primarily from a fearful and stressful place. He is now aware that there is another way. And every time we talk, the door is open for him to be vulnerable and express himself freely. 
Slowly but surely, he is coming out of his shell and I am witnessing the birth of his true self. For the first time ever, after 29 years, we were able to say, I love you. We have the ability to heal others. We have the power to help. I encourage you to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with your parents and ask them everything you can think of about their lives before they became a parent. What better way to know where their behavior comes from than to ask them about their lives? Our parents seem to be forgotten as humans once they adopt the mom or dad role. Let's remind them that they are not alone. They can count on us. They are more than just a parental figure. This is the best way to give back. We do not need titles or achievements that can confirm that they were good parents overall. With just one honest and open conversation, we can show them our love and shift their and our lives towards the right direction. Thank you for listening today. Make sure to check on your loved ones. Let's start creating new relationships with one another. Let's open the door for friendship with a foundation that is full of love and understanding where we all feel comfortable sharing our emotions and experiences. This can bring effective change, repair our relationships so that we can embrace a new beginning. Have an amazing rest of the week. Remember to follow me on Instagram at alevivanco29. Make sure to visit my website alejandravivanco.com and leave me a voice message. Tell me your story. New episodes are available every Monday, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And with that I say, till next time, bye!